Folks, you're listening to the Biscuits and Gravy Show. I'm Jason Kurtman. Across the room in the production seat is my lovely wife, Sarah. Been away for a while here, people, but it's glad, I'm glad to be back. It's good to see you all. Yeah, Sarah's uh, been away off and on. However, I will mention this show that you're hearing right now is pre-recorded, and I have no idea when we'll play it, but that being said, um, you'll understand if... It, Whatever happens in the show is a little bit out of date. We'll try not to do any dated material. Speaking of dated material, uh, all the way across the country is another piece of dated material. Jim, he, he really is stuck on Band-Aid Nelson. How are you doing, Jim? What? What are you talking about? Yeah, well, I'm not dated. I'm... I'm I'm, I'm, I'm spoken for. Tupperware, uh, Tupperware could Tupperware. keep you fresh. Uh, yeah. I was wondering if you've expired yet. <laughs> the expiration date has gone out on you. <laughs> greatly, the, the rumors are greatly exaggerated. He's curdling on the top of his head. Oh, That's no. what it is, yes. Oh, dear. So, uh, anyway, we, we're glad you're enjoying this show, or at least starting to. We hope you finish this show enjoying it. If not, you can always leave us a review at iTunes or wherever you want to leave your review. Our website is ourfantasticwebsite.com or vintagebiscuits.com, whichever one is the easiest one for you to remember. I remember them both. I don't know how that is, but I always go to ourfantasticwebsite.com because I think it is our fantastic website. Yes, it is a fantastic website, Jason. You know, and it is ours. And it Therefore, is ours. It is our fantastic website. Yes. Dun, dun, unrehearsed, dun. in unison, and everything. Wow, Jim. Wow. <laughs> so, um, and here's another fantastic website, Facebook. And you can find us at Facebook at the Biscuits and Gravy Bunch. That, that website, that Facebook page, has been fun recently. Am I the only one saying this? I feel like no. a preacher Sunday no. morning. Can I get no. an amen? Amen. Oh. Hallelujah. Jim wants and to play pass the, the rubber chicken. Right. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. <laughs> we, we've had we've had some good uh, people posting uh, some really cool pictures of them and their rubber chickens. That's been no fun kidding. Too. Yes. So can't wait to get some more people in the rubber chicken club. I will tell you this: we got a new member uh, this last week, but I'm not going to tell you who it is, Jim, because. By the time this plays, you'll already know, uh, because we're, we're going live tomorrow night for this show, and, and by the end of the show, you'll know who has received that rubber chicken. Mm. Yes, yes. You're, now, I've always got to thank our executive consultant, Rodney Barden, who's out there banging on doors and and um, vandalizing who knows what just to get some <laughs> attention for us. So, and Sarah mentioned the Rubber Chicken Club yet. We've, we've uh, got... Yeah, she already did. We've got a few members of that. It started out with me, Jim, and Sarah, and uh, now we got a few other people in there. Matt Johnson, Miss uh, um, Cooper, uh, Connie Cooper. Uh, which man, she's she sent me some hilarious pictures. You saw the one I posted this week, right, Jim? Of yep. the chicken checking out the chicken in the in the butchered meat department, in, in, right in the grocery store, all the Tyson chicken all laid yeah. out, in the laid out in plastic butchered. packages, and the look on Cluck Norris's face was—it was fantastic. Of course, he never changes that expression because, well, he is a rubber chicken. So there you go. Who did that? Was that you, Sarah? Or was that you, Jim? That was Jim. I. That think. was Jim. Uh, here, here, I'll never admit to anything. Here's ours. <laughs> So I think our Whoa. chickens sound a little different, Jim. You've got skill with that. <laughs> you like had some soul. I am the 
chicken musician. I don't know what that means. Sound yours again. Uh, okay. So, yeah, you can do this. Kung Fu. Come on. My, mine, only, mine only sounds, after you squeeze it and you let go, it sounds. So, yeah, they're slightly different. That's okay. Yeah. Well, that's okay. They're I think just yours cousins. Yours is over there like, uh, I got soul, but I'm not a soldier. Yours, yours has got some some chicken soul. Sarah, yes. we picked up a weirdo. Oh, um, well, no. if you didn't know <laughs> He's acting that. like that's a surprise. Right. Really? Come on. I yes. mean, you picked him up before I did. <laughs> oh, so, I'm sorry. The fault is all hey, yours, wait a honey. Minute. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I resemble that statement. Yes, you so. do, honey. <laughs> all right. I love you for it. <laughs> so, Jim, I'll probably ask you this again tomorrow night, but what did you do this week? Oh goodness! What did I do this week? I, I, I cut down a, a tree in my yard. I had a, a redbud tree that was, it, it, it caught a bad case of the deads. A bad case of the deads. Wow! A bad case of the deads. But what was cool is there. It had coming out of the same root. Yeah. Uh, to use a Hebrew term, was a netzer. It was a a new growth from the old root. Oh! Even though the old tree had died. There's a new growth coming out of the same root. So Aww. I managed to take the old tree down without damaging the netzer. Mm-hmm. And now the netzer is going to replace the old tree. How do you spell netzer? I believe, uh, <laughs> what, in Hebrew? Yeah, no. no. <laughs> um, I think it is N-T, uh, I'm sorry, N-E-T-N-E-T. Z E R. I think that's the spelling. Is that the like the Hebrew v- word for Netflix or something? No, I'm kidding. No, I'm I'm just being the, 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 the Hebrew the Hebrew word for for Netflix is Meshugana. Is it really? No. What is uh, Meshugana? Mesh- <laughs> crazy. Oh, okay. All right. Meshugana. I'll have to remember that. Meshugana. Interesting. I think I just found the title for this week's show. Meshugana. No, Jim's Netzer. <laughs> We'll just leave that up to the imagination of the person reading that when they open us up, and then they'll wow. have to listen to get the explanation. That that works, right? So, <laughs> Sarah, how are you doing over there? Well, I'm just staying out of the conversation and keeping to myself so I don't get in trouble or something like Does that. Does that mean we can say anything we want about no, you? No, that doesn't. <laughs> That's right. I I got to stay in this room with you tonight, so I got to be nice. So, um, Jim, how's your kids doing? They're doing well. And how is Fufu? Oh, we always Fufu the rabbit. Fufu's good. Has, uh, it, it's finally we finally segued out of spring and into summer here in Michigan. Uh-huh. And one of the things we have to do for Fufu, so he has his own private uh, air conditioning, is we take a two-liter pop bottle, an empty two-liter pop bottle, fill it with water, and stick it in a freezer. Yeah, that'll work. Ah. And we'll, we've got a few of those, and we'll cycle them out so that he always has a great big Cold bottle ice. of ice that he can uh, cuddle up he to. snuggles cuddle up, up against, and, and it keeps him cool. Well, you know, it's funny you mention that, because Sarah and I kind of do the same thing at night when it gets really, really hot. We've got a good air conditioner, but unfortunately, it's not big enough for the whole house. Um, we have some... Very large medical ice bags. Medical ice bags that we keep in the freezer. 
and then we bring them into the bedroom, lay them on the bed, and cover them up with a towel or a sheet. I stick one in my uh, pillow slip. Mm. Yeah, it keeps the back of my neck cool. So yeah. and uh, they work. Yeah, I usually I can't. You know, you ever have that problem where you just can't sleep when you're hot? Oh yeah, yeah. That's 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 some miserable stuff. I love how Jim thinks about a simple question. Just like well, hey, he thinks Jim's before he before yes. he. Speaks. I'm just kidding you, Jim. You know that, right? So no, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, supposedly, you know, uh, the Navy actually came up with a way to fall asleep in any situation. I remember you telling me about this. It had to do with a thought process, right? Right. So you relax the muscles in your head, then your eye sockets, and you just go down the body, and then you... uh, How else do you want to say? Pretend like you're floating in a kayak, and then you get your mind kind of to stop thinking. If if I remember, you say to yourself, don't think about anything. Don't think. Don't think. uh Don't think over and over and over. Yeah. For a while. Supposedly, you can actually fall asleep. Yes, thank you, Jim. Uh, evidently, okay. you've fallen asleep during this conversation, so uh, I guess we can just... That's down. a switch. Jim falling asleep while I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing, Jim. These are the jokes. These are the jokes. But, uh, but maybe that was a little no, over the you're, line. You're, I'm sorry. Your, wife, your wife's sitting there talking about sleeping, and it had that... that, that Easy, like I'm floating off into losing <coughs> yes. consciousness. Okay, well, on a cloud. Careful, we got listeners too. They, they're yeah, we got to keep them awake. Keep I guess. them awake. So, um, yeah, but it's it's been hot lately. Um, I, it's been in the ninety eight degree. We area. hit a hundred and four yesterday, which was pretty high for us. But not as high as Arizona, where we're uh, we visited a couple of mo- about what about about a month ago. Yeah. Uh, man, it gets real. I've seen it as high as 120 or higher over there before. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, it, you know, I would, I'll say this. I don't like the humidity of the mid, Middle East, Middle, Mid-Eastern states. That's Middle East. Mid-East or Mid-East. Midwest. Yes, I don't like the humidity. Well too. But I will say that their summers are a little bit more tolerable. Well, no, they're not because of the humidity. I, I guess I'm saying the... Um, they have colder winters. I don't know what I'm saying. They have more. Uh, what are you saying? They, they have more breezes. They do have more breezes. Yes, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. And the air gets a little more crisp, even though it may be humid because of the humidity. I right. Think. Exactly. And so. Well, I guess I'm done here. Sarah will take over for me. Oh, hey, thanks, honey. I've always wanted to show all to myself. I appreciate that. (laughs) I ought to do that. Jim, you and me, come on. One day, that's it's just you and me. (laughs) That would be. That might be fun. (laughs) I'll just sit back and laugh. You're doing it all wrong. (laughs) Oh, that that right there is a challenge, Mister. Yeah, see, and Jason's over here wearing the shirt that says uh, that awkward moment when you're wearing. A Nike T-shirt, and you can't do it. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That's yes, yeah, boy. That's a whole show, Nike, right? That's, that's the Democratic Party in a nutshell. Yeah. Well, you know, we're we're going to try to avoid the the dated material. <laughs> that's Nike, okay. And Nike's that's right. a, a hot topic right now. We we might talk about Nike to, tomorrow night. Actually, the they've been they've been in and out for months and months that's and months. True. Now that's true. That's Kaepernick, so I, I can. I'll I tell can you, kind of float that as a general like. Sure, that's like a whole year well, long thing. I'll tell you what's not dated. I am never buying another Nike product again. Never. 
I can, long pause I, there. I, Jim's thinking. No, no. I, I, I think. I, well, I'm trying to think if I can avoid it. <laughs> and, and I'm yeah. thinking, no, I'm going to have to make a point of avoiding that. It's just worth it. We, well, yeah. I remember sometime over the last year, Seth and I were in uh, a big sporting goods store a chain mm-hmm. and uh we were looking for some shoes for seth and i and the guy said well we've got these nikes on sale and i was like uh no no not doing that and i don't even remember what the last thing nike did that was so stupid but they did something pulled something i think it was when they put colin pumper i call him colin pumpernickel whatever his last name <laughs> Kaepernick. is Kaepernick. he's pumpernickel in my book um when they made him the spokesman after all that those stunts he pulled i thought well i'm not going to buy a nike product then again and the the clerk said well i had to offer it to you because it is for sale but i completely understand they'll probably be going on sale again because nobody's buying them Mm. oh that's awesome yeah that's awesome i I was like well you call me when they're a hundred percent off and then i'll buy i'll get them when they're on that sale (laughs) just for the sake of setting them on fire yeah yeah you remember when the videos came out of all these people taking their nike shoes and nike hats and shirts and burning them up no i don't yeah they were taking them out in the yard and putting them in burn barrels and stuff you remember that yep kind of reminds me when chick-fil-a had this great big uprising or something like that or all the people went to chick-fil-a and yeah started buying because they were supporting them I, you know like the businesses like chick-fil-a and hobby lobby the the left doesn't seem to understand that every time they open their mouth about a conservative business they're doing them a huge favor mm-hmm. yeah they really are and on another note i have never well it's not that i've never bought a pair of nikes but they just don't make them to fit everybody anyway. So, I mean, they're, they have absolutely no arch support in them. Well, I don't remember. I, I had some when I was a kid. Of course, since then, I've bought hats and T-shirts mm-hmm. uh, over the last decade or so. But I remember when I was a kid in elementary through high school, Nike was the brand. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Just right up there with Jordache jeans, mm-hmm. and, which is still around, by the way. You never hear about them, but... I Googled them on the internet not too long, and they're, they're still making their jeans. But Nike was the brand, and, and that's what all the parents were getting their kids. So they weren't extremely expensive at the time. And uh, it was just the, the shoe to have. If you had Nike shoes and uh, Jordache jeans, man, you were you were on the in the end club. And uh, But uh, I, don't, I wonder what the, the brand names are for kids in school these days. I, I do don't remember. Know. I, I think it's do you remember, Gucci. <laughs> Gucci. Do you, Gucci. Yeah. Do you remember the um, kangaroos? Yes. Yes. Sounds familiar. Yeah. It was. It was back in the eighties when they did the high top tennis shoes, mm-hmm. and they had a little pocket on like one. It was actually a little pocket with a zipper um, that you could open up, and who knows what the pocket was for? But hey, it was the kangaroos, and it had a pocket, so that justified the name yeah but uh sure. i remember the kangaroo i haven't heard anything about them in forever but yeah i remember kangaroos and they were cool of i course. i remember i can't remember the name of them but they were a shoe mm-hmm. that had a little button on the side you click that button and four wheels would pop out of the bottom and turn them oh, into roller skates yeah. and then there's the uh what was it the pump ones where you pumped the air into them or something like that i think the, weren't those nikes were they i don't know maybe that or reeboks yeah, it Air, could be. Air Jordans or something. Yeah. There's Reebok and Adidas and... 
And the, then, the, then the shoes came out with the LED lights in the bottom. Oh. And every now and then you'd hear a story about some guy that was running through the woods being chased by the cops that was wearing those. And O.J. Simpson? Yeah, O.J. Simpson. No, that was the one. He was wearing a Bronco. <laughs> Yeah. I, I recently saw, saw saw a picture of a guy driving an old white Bronco down the road and it had a bumper sticker on the back that said, I am not OJ. So, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That's hilarious. I, I did I come know. across a, a cool purchase uh, this week. I, I made a, a purchase I'm really happy with. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, I, I was over at Myers. I don't know if you got Myers on your side of town. We know what they um, are, but no, we okay. don't have them. Well, they had. I went through the uh, the, the uh, closeouts uh, clearance section. Clearance, yeah. And they had they had all these these shoes and boots. I'm like, well, let me look at this. I see some Doc Martens up there. Now, I've never owned a pair of Doc Martens in my life, but I'd heard everybody, oh, they're the thing. You know, this is really great. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, let me let me try. I'll, I'll try try a set on. So I tried it on. I'm like, uh, okay, it's okay. But they were like on clearance. They'd come down from one hundred ten dollars. It came down thirty dollars. They were like, uh, just just over or just under eighty dollars. I'm like, eh, I can't justify this for eighty bucks. So, I started going through what else they've got there, and the Meyer store brand, uh huh, is called Lake and Trail. Oh, and I tried on a pair of Lake and Trail boots, and. Oh my goodness! They made my feet happy. Wow! For for, for the store brand at at twenty nine ninety nine, um, brand and and then I I took my inserts. I, I got the Doctor Scholl's. You know you know when you go to Walmart and you got the um, you, you got that machine that you stand on and it tells you which inserts you need. Right. Yeah, I've uh-huh. I've did that before. Okay. Well, I got probably a year and a half ago. I got some of those inserts, and um. And I and I said, well, here, let me slip these in there. And I, and oh my goodness, it was like therapy on my feet. That's Interesting. Great. So so for so for twenty nine dollars, the this nice set of black boots that I can wear to church and and actually I can use them for everything. And they weren't like oppressively heavy either. I had the speed laces up at the top, and I was just thrilled uh, to have something that actually. You because know, I, I spend a lot of time on my feet. Right. So to have something that, number one, felt on my feet like something that was that was holding me up instead of me having well, to carry them around I have a was question. great. And then that the price was as reasonable as it was, uh, just it made my day. The inserts that you had, is this the first shoe that you've put them in? Oh, no. Okay. No, no, no. So it wasn't These- just the insert, it was the shoe itself. Before I before I put these inserts into that sh- these new boots on in the store, right? And they were already they were already far and away better than okay um, the Doc Martens. But I want to hear more about the inserts. But the inserts. But then I put the inserts in there, and because uh, I had them in my shoes that I wore in the store, and just popped them out, put them in the other shoes. I was like, oh my goodness, this is phenomenal. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, the inserts. Um, because I'm not you got the lie. inserts based on the machine test, mm-hmm. yes. right? Okay. Um, the inserts. I'm not going to lie. Um, Fifty bucks is expensive, but for those for those inserts. But you are getting inserts that are as close to a custom fit 
as you're going to be able to get without actually going to a doctor. So it was worth the value. So it was worth the value. Now, somebody had told me, oh, yeah, you'll need to get new ones every every three months or so, every 90 days or so. Um, I've not yeah. found that to be true. Well, that's interesting. I've ha- I have had these inserts for at least at least a year and a half. Uh-huh. So the the fifty dollars spent on these inserts, um, with me being on my feet at at one point working two jobs, um, and having to be on my feet that much, it wasn't a luxury, it was a necessity. Hmm. Okay. Um, you, but do, it was, you stand on your feet a lot. Yes. As opposed to what else would you stand on? But you you know what I mean, yeah. You're on on your feet a lot. See, I'm just the opposite. I I wonder if they made a machine that you could sit down and it would give you... Never mind. (laughs) Get you a plaster cast of your behind. Yeah, because I... Get some memory foam. Yeah. Okay. Make a plaster cast... I'm take, sorry I take, painted that picture. It'll so. be like sitting on a cloud. Yeah. Hey, so, hey, anyway. hey yeah. Jim, you got any good quotes for this week? That's, well, I used to think I was indecisive, but now I'm not too Sarah sure. wants to change the subject. <laughs> okay. Please, save I, me. I used, to, I, used to, I used to think I was indecisive, but now I'm not too sure. Uh, That's like history my, re- my... If history repeats itself, I am so... Getting a dinosaur. There ah, you go. There we go. Yeah. Listen yes. to this. He's got quotes this week. That's great. I do. Remember tomorrow um, night. Save him. Save some for tomorrow night. <laughs> uh, life is not a fairy tale. If you lose your shoe at midnight, you're drunk. Bummer. I have a funny story about that. Oh, Remind me to get oh, back to it. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Remind me to get back to it. Go Jim, ahead with your quotes. Thanks for ripping the scab. Oh, this off. is going to be great. <laughs> You'll love this. Yeah. Yeah. But well, go ahead, Jim. Uh, don't give up on your dreams. Keep sleeping. Ah, who said that? I don't know, actually. Sleeping have, Beauty. I don't have names with this. Okay. I did, just now. Didn't you hear me? Okay. Yes. Um, yes, you did. Yes. <laughs> we used to know somebody who did that. It drove me crazy. Um, to be old and wise, you must first be young and stupid. Ah, no, that's a good which, one. Which I like one that. I liked that was kind of like that? Uh, how did it go? Um, if when you're old... No, no, no. If if when you're young, you're not a liberal, you don't have a heart, and if when you're old, you don't, you're not a conservative, then you don't have a brain. Okay. Although now the liberals have gone so far left that, uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not willing to even be that generous anymore. <laughs> right, right. Some of them would would uh, covet a brain cavity, I'm sure. So anyway. Uh, my neighbors were yelling so loud at their kids to clean up their room that out of fear, even I started cleaning my room. <laughs> Did your room really need to be clean, Jim? <laughs> a little bit. Okay. Hey, hey, we're all in that boat. You know, we're not admitting anymore, right? Not, that's right. I know nothing. Yeah. So, I know nothing. Right. What else you got, Jim? Uh, if Cinderella's shoe had fit perfectly, then or if, if it fit so perfectly, then why did it fall off? Oh, if it fit perfectly, yeah. wow! No, the prince couldn't have found her. Maybe that's uh, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, t-shirt. I, I want to get a t-shirt. The t-shirt will say, yeah. "Dear Karma, I have a list of people that you missed." Right? <laughs> yeah. Can I can I interrupt here real quick? Because you were go talking. ahead. Yes. Um. 
the Cinderella thing. I saw a, a meme. You know the meme that goes around with different typing on it that has a picture of Batman slapping Robin? Oh, yeah. The one I saw said, uh, Robin said, if you switch to Geico, you can save. And Batman slaps him and says, do you really think the Batmobile is on the road legally? <laughs> and I thought, Batman is a criminal. This just totally ruined it for me. <laughs> just totally ruined it for me. I think your Vigilante, friend, my friend. Mr. Stuart Gray was the one that posted that. Yes. I thought, yeah, that... Never thought about that. He's circumventing the law, you know, to... Fine line between vigilantism and breaking the law. Yes. So, anyway, proceed with the rest of your quotations. Oh, let's see here. Um, Well, I'll tell you a a quick little funny. We stopped on the way home at uh, Krispy Kreme. We found a new Krispy Kreme on our side of town. Yeah. And um, I needed caffeine, and so... They they provide caffeine over ice, so that needed to occur. And Aiden pops out with Aiden pops out with uh, yeah, I got the crispy the crispy memes at the Krispy Kreme, uh, and I wow. thought that was I thought that was awesome. Huh? Huh? Um, interesting. Yes. The so crispy memes. He's crispy. Do you want to hear? Yes. The drunk shoe story. Yes. I, I guess this is so. awesome. So one night when I was a young police officer, or actually before I was a young police officer, I was working in the Miller County Jail, uh-huh. and our jail was full. We didn't have room to take any more in, and the deputy uh-huh. brought this drunk in that had been out driving around in this farmer's field, and it was wet and raining, and he got his car stuck, and the drunk got out of the car and tried to walk across the field, slipping and falling numerous times, and he brought him into the jail. And I, I told the deputy, his name was Brian, I said, we don't have room to house him. We just don't have room for him. So they put him in this tiny little closet while they are trying to figure out what to do with him. And he had, this guy had on one, uh, one Sunday go-to-meeting leather dress shoe and one white basketball high-top tennis shoe. <laughs> had, had him one on one foot and one on the other. Totally mismatched. And he was covered in mud head to toe. And the deputy says, well, we don't have room. You know, it's not like he was drunk driving on the street. I said, uh, we'll deal with him later as far as any charges or anything go. But clean him up. I'll take him home and put him to bed. I said, all right. So I, I got a bucket of soapy water and some towels. And I put him into this little room with him. And as soon as I bring him in, this guy kicks the shoes off, picks him up, and throws him into this empty bucket there. And I said, what would you do that for? He says, you can throw them away. I said, why? He goes, I got another pair at home just like them. <laughs> <laughs> Kid you not. I just, oh. uh, he's sitting there saying that he had one, one, one shoe that was a Sunday church shoe, and the other one was a, was a, a, a high top, white high top high top. And I, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, let me get this straight. Maybe the one is so that he can go forward during in, the invitation, and the other one is in case it doesn't take? Right. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea. Who knows? So what was run? he thinking, you know? I don't I, know. I, yeah. Or maybe he was drunk before he was not He's thinking. thinking. He had yeah. another pair just like it, apparently. <laughs> yeah, Obviously. yeah, he did. Obviously. Can you imagine going to your closet and seeing two pairs of shoes and go, Wow, this is cool. I didn't know I had this. I'm going to be a trendsetter. Oh, God. Uh, anyway. Boy, I, I, one of these Either days, that or a Batman villain. Right. Hey, look, it's Two-Face. Or Two-Shoes. 
Right. Mm. Or four shoes. I don't know. Anyway. So, anyway, did you did you have any other quotes, or was that, that it, Jim? Uh, oh, I don't know. I was kind of winding a down a little bit there. Go okay. ahead. Yeah, go ahead, yeah, Jason. Okay. All right. Um, a successful man is one who can lay a firm foundation with the bricks that others have thrown at him. David Brinkley. Ah, like that's a good one. Here's a good, sweet, short one. If you want to be happy, be, period. Leo Tolstoy. Hmm. Not a person I usually quote from, but... Hey. No, I mean either, but, uh, you know, that's old man Tolstoy's son. Uh, here's a good one. <laughs> Sucks success is how high you bounce when you hit bottom. Great American said that. George S. Patton. Ah. No, he was a great American. You will f- you will face many defeats in life, but never let yourself be defeated. Maya Angelou. Mm. May you live all the days of your life. Boy, that's thought-provoking. May you live all the days of your life. As opposed to what? Jonathan Swift, who wasn't too swift in that moment, I think. The successful warrior is the average man with laser-like focus. Who said that, Jim? The, with laser-like focus. The successful um, warrior is the ever average man. I started to say the evergreen man. The successful warrior is the average man with laser-like focus. With laser-like focus. Yes. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess um, yeah. um, um, Chuck Norris. No, but you're kind of close. Bruce Lee. Okay. Yep. All right. I should have known that. That's okay. I was, trying to, I was trying to think, well, wait a second. Did they have lasers back then? I think the, he, I think they did. It would have been close. It was a probably a young field of science. Yeah, probably. So he died in, I believe... 69, 70, 73? No, I think it was like 72 or 73. I don't remember. I I was too young to remember. Of course, I never even heard of Bruce Lee's, honestly. Never never even heard of him probably till the early 80s. So. It is like a finger pointing to the moon. Don't look at the finger or you will miss all the heavenly glory. And the cheese. So, anyway, I don't know where I'm going with that. Um, You're not right, Jason. Right. I'm not right. Do not go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Wow. Okay, one last one. Strive not to be a success, but rather to be of value. There's a lot of wisdom in that. There is. From a very wise man, Albert Einstein. Ah... That would make Not sense. just smart, but Which wise. reminds me, do you remember that t-shirt we saw last night, Sarah? Yes. Tell them I, about that t-shirt we saw. <laughs> yes. Well, for a person who is not very scientifically minded, mind you, here, I, I will I think, be the first to admit it. I didn't get it. I didn't, yeah, all of these symbols and little numbers and everything It, it was like a mathematical that. equation on it a t-shirt. It was a mathematical equation on the uh, t-shirt. And above it, it says, yes, as a matter of fact, it is rocket science. <laughs> yeah, so. I like it. Yeah, we thought it was pretty good. We went to a play last night, and uh, one, of the, one of the gentlemen who was volunteering, was, I, I, I think his name is Alan Hale. Mm-hmm. I may have his name wrong, but he was one of the uh, co-discoverers of the Hale-Bopp com- Comet. Yes, so that was a very cool thing. So interesting, yes. man. And we got I to remember see... looking at that when it 
came around. Did you? Uh, of course, if I remember correctly, Haley's if comet. I'm not getting my comets confused, that's only supposed to come around once every 10,000 years. Could be. I don't know. Not that I, I don't plan on being here for the next one. I'm not oh. looking for the Undertaker. I'm looking for the Upper Taker. There you go. I like that. That's a good T-shirt. <laughs> that is a good one. <laughs> I like that's that. That's not original to me. That's 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 one from my dad. Ah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Say. So anyway. see, there was there. Yeah. There was one quick one I had. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said anything until I had it. Oh yes, it was. Uh, when comforting grammar Nazis, I like to say, there, there, there. The problem is, is that it's spelled differently. Three different time. ways. <laughs> <That's pretty laughs> Three good. different ways. <laughs> I like that. There, there, there. Uh, there, there, there. Mm, that's not fair if we can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jim, what is the most interesting food that you have partaken of lately that you haven't had in ever? Have you tried any new foods lately? Um, not any new foods, but there's been some stuff I haven't had in a while. Yeah? Like um, what? There's, I can't think of what it's properly called. Uh, I should know. Netzer? There's, no, I'm there's a, Netzer. Um, there's a, there's a Vietnamese restaurant. Yes. Um, that is not too far from our house, and they make some of the best noodle uh, rice noodle soup. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's some special. That'll change your life. Um, they they had this wonderful beef broth that it's cooked in, and they've got uh, the the noodles, and they got some sliced beef in there, and and sometimes some of the other ingredients will get a little bit exotic. But the way they do it, you can say, "Hey, hold this or hold that," and you don't have to have that. But then what they'll bring to the table is like a, a little salad dish. And it's got all kinds of other fresh things on there, like uh, uh, bean sprouts, lemongrass, right. sweet basil, uh, sliced up uh, jalapeno peppers, some sliced lime, and you can you can put those in there uh, as you like. But it comes to the table just piping hot, and it's like my favorite thing in the world to take some of that sweet basil mm-hmm. and just tear it up and bruise it up in my fingers, and then drop it in that soup and let that hot broth hit that sweet basil, and oh, it's like heaven it is and it, and it's not just me being weird and being into weird stuff because my my children yeah, more than like hot dog and hamburger eating kids normal and they like pizza it. eating kids this is not only do they like it this is something that from time to time they're like papa when can we go to the vietnamese place and get soup so this is like one of those things wow you don't you really got kids right and, and and the other thing that they have there is this um they call it a fresh roll. Uh-huh. And the outside noodle on this thing, it's the same kind of rice noodle as what they used in the noodles, except that they don't cook it. They wet it until it becomes pliable. And then inside of this, they'll have lettuce, shredded carrot, um, bean sprouts, uh, a little slice of usually pork or beef, and then a, a cooked shrimp. And the only thing that's cooked in this is the the the, the meats mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and then you, and the rest of it is all served chilled and then you'll dip it in this dark sauce it's like a a, a hoisin peanut sauce oh okay and, oh you got it it's it's i think he likes not, it you, you are not fulfilled in life <laughs> I, 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 
can I can hear the drool getting on this the microphone. Is, this is oh, this is good stuff. When, when, when I when I become nonverbal, <laughs> you know this is this is the good stuff, and, well, it, and sounds, it really and truly is. It, it sounds similar. I, I want to say no, you know, no disrespect. It sounds similar to a um, a spring roll almost, except. You got the general gist of it, except instead of being something that needs to be cooked, mm-hmm. the only thing that's cooked in this is the meat, and then it's 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 assembled. chilled, it's refrigerated, and then it's assembled. But when it comes to you, it's served refrigerated and chilled. Ah, okay, sure. And it's it very nice in a hot summer day, but you dip it in that that hoisin sauce that 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 dipping mm-hmm. sauce they got there which it, it it's they'll mix it with with some peanuts um and, and like a little bit of maybe even a little bit of peanut butter uh right. but but it's like a, a dark almost tar like sauce huh. but when they mix it with the peanut butter it'll it'll like lighten it up just a bit but that stuff is oh, oh. it's 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 special now truly phenomenal and and I had that for um, Father's Day. We went out on Father's oh, Day. Oh, that's that. great! Great. That's awesome. What? Speaking of peanut butter, you know that I was I asked that question to try to segue into a topic, and uh, funny that you would actually kind of segue into part of that topic for me. But um, have you ever had any kind of peanut butter pie? It's been a long time, but yes, I have. There's different kinds. There's kind that is completely peanut butter based and then there's the kind that's kind of a meringue base with the peanut butter crumbles on top um i have found out recently my mom used to make this because well my grandmother gibson used to make it too one of the best pies i've ever had it's like a a lemon meringue almost with dried peanut butter crumbled all over the top of it and i i was looking at this up trying to find the recipe for it i found out it's also called amish peanut butter pie and I, I found the recipe for that, Sarah. We might have to give that a shot one night. But an, yes. a, another thing that I used to make with Seth all the time, and I haven't done that in a while, and it's and the reason being is I'm diabetic and I watch what I eat, but I told Sarah we're going to try this again, kind of fun, but biscuit donuts. Have you ever made biscuit donuts, Jim? No, I, no, I haven't. I, I'm, I'm going to give you the recipe. <clears throat> There's one ingredient. Canned biscuits, and one ingredient: canned biscuits. Basically, you get yourself a, a, a deep fryer, get the oil nice and hot. You take a biscuit out and poke poke your thumb through the center to make the hole. Spread it out a little bit. Throw that in the hot oil. Let it uh, cook for a couple of minutes, and then flip it over, and let it cook a little bit more. Take it out. Um, you don't have to eat them glazed. Some people sprinkle it with powdered sugar. Uh, I used to take powdered sugar. With a little bit of uh, Hershey's chocolate milk syrup, and blend that together and make a, a chocolate glaze out of it. You can do the same thing with a coconut. Put coconut in it and do that. But um, I'm gonna—I've got the deep fryer. I pulled it out of storage this last week, and uh, as soon as I can get that thing in the house, and uh, we'll, we're gonna try that, Sarah. Good stuff. Just <laughs> just to sample a little bit. That's okay. So. Have you ever made any uh, donuts at all in the home gym, or is that something you reserve for the shop? Oh, when I when I was a kid, um, we did a little bit of that stuff. Yeah, 
Um, haven't done any of that in years and years and years. Okay. All right. Well, maybe maybe that'd be something you and your kids can try one night and let us know how it turns out. Yeah. We have a, a donut-making contest by photo, maybe. Oh. Get creative. That'd be kind of fun, wouldn't it? I've also heard Get, of, what is it, uh, monkey bread or something like that? Yeah, like a pull-apart bread. Pull-apart yeah. bread. I've or, heard but, about that. But you make it in like a cake form or something right. like that. Don't you take parts of biscuits and just pull it apart and put it in there? and Roll it up. Something like that, yeah. Cinnamon and sugar and all sorts of good stuff. But, <laughs> okay. Uh, I got I feel my arteries hardening now. That's pretty much what it is, but man. <laughs> it's what, a, a, what a way to go, right? It may, it may kill me, but I'll die with a smile in my yes, face. Yes, you'll, you'll die with a, a chocolate-glazed smile on your face. As my dad would say, if I'm starting to die, just hand me the big bag of M&M's. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is one of many reasons why we love that man. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, gonna segue, and now without the segue, I guess there is a website that just totally amuses me. And of course, some website viewer discretion is advised because they do have some questions on there that can be rather R-rated. Uh, but there's a lot of uh, questions that are related to law enforcement and recruiting, which is why I go there. To, but I have you ever seen this website, Quora.com? Q-U-O-R-A.com. I have not. No, I haven't. It is a social media platform that is all about asking questions. And you basically you join, it asks you what your areas of expertise are, and you join. And if somebody asks a question involving that field, you'll get a message. And <coughs> I had to hit the cough mic there for a minute. So uh anyway, um but you can every every time you log on you'll see a list of questions and they may or may not be related to your field, but it's it's interesting. Some of the, like I said, some of the questions are not worth what they're written on, um, even a blank screen or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But some of the questions are downright hilarious. Um, do you have examples? I, Jason? I well, let's see. I do have a couple of them. If Einstein was so smart, why did he die? Hmm. Now here's here's my favorite one. Uh, these are just two that I pulled off. What if time suddenly stopped for five seconds? Isn't that an oxymoron? In an oxymoron? If, if time stopped for five yeah. seconds, who would know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if time stopped for five seconds, if time stopped, it would actually be longer than five seconds because it time stopped. It wouldn't start up. Right, it wouldn't start up again. So you we ever stop need- to think and forget to start again? Yeah. I don't know. We would need H.G. Wells, I think, seeing Something how like he wrote that. the time machine. Yes, or Q from Star Trek. He could probably figure that out. That um, data, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Would, hmm, that's interesting. Would would an android be susceptible... Sub, I can't susceptible talk Susceptible to, uh, to time susceptible. Time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Not really, but yeah. it's... <laughs> uh, what was it? There was a movie called Interstellar. Where actually there was these two astronauts, and they visited different planets. And because they had gotten off the ship and visited each planet, you know, they had been off the ship for like five minutes or ten minutes. And when they got back on, it was 40 years later. And they hadn't aged, but the rest of the shipmates had. 
And so that was just a really... I think I remember something about that. Yeah. Now, now see... Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. Go ahead, Jim. Um, I, I wasn't going to go here because I thought maybe I'd be taking a light question a little bit too seriously, but you actually kind of touched yeah. on it. So. Oh, no. <laughs> I've, uh, oh, no. Can but, we go back in time? <laughs> for five seconds. No. For five no, you seconds? <laughs> you, can go, you can go back in time, but you have to go forward the normal way. Oh. Um, no, um, you know, since this is all dealing with Einstein. Right. Um, one of the things that Einstein was saying was relative was, in fact, time. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the... That's one of the really cool things when you start dealing with Christian apologetics and and like the conversation about um, you know if if the universe is really only six thousand years old the way the Bible says right. then how do you explain distant starlight? Well, the first explanation could be that well God just created the universe with the appearance of age. I mean, He didn't create right. Adam as a baby. And then make Adam grow, so having maturity is not a problem. But another another thought um, that that may be true is that time itself is relative. It's relative to mass, gravity, and acceleration. So mm. whenever you talk about time, you can only ever properly talk about local time. Uh, it, it, did you ever read um, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? I saw the movie, admittedly, but I have I tried to read the book, but it just did not. Catch. I read it in fifth grade. That's fine. It, it's 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 eh, it, it's it's not everybody's thing. But one of the th- one of the cool things I thought that got handled there, um, and it wasn't a main plot point, but it but it was kind of important on some levels. Was that the first time Lucy went into Narnia? She she was gone for hours and hours and hours. When she came back to our world. Uh, as far as she knew, only seconds had passed. Right, right. So so there's only ever such a thing as local time, and that kind of artistically talked about it. But one of the people that really brought this thing home was Dr. Gerald Schroeder. Um, he's, not a, he's not a lightweight. He was on the Nuclear Regulatory Commission. Um, he is an Orthodox-leaning Jew. He might be Orthodox. Um, and he handled this topic, and he actually showed with the mathematical equations, how with a literal interpretation of Scripture, standing at 6,000 literal years of human history since the creation, and yet the apparent age of 14.85 billion years or somewhere on that order out in the universe, that these two things are not contradictory because you only ever have local time. And the rate of expansion of the universe allows for those differences, and yet the entire so, so you've got time passing at a, at a radically faster rate elsewhere than it is here, and yet all of it came into existence the moment God said, let there be. Okay, wow. Well, let me just say this, this Jim. I'm impressed right there <laughs> just that you got that all out because that's, wow, that's a lot of knowledge right there. Yeah. What was, I'm impressed. What was, what was fun for me, and I probably had more fun with it than I should have, is when I went through my ordination council, mm-hmm. questions that got asked. And I didn't know beforehand that the, <laughs> that, that question was going to be asked. Oops. You know, with with the apparent age of the, you know, what do you do with distant starlight? You know, because it seems to suggest millions of years. And I don't think, I, I think this was supposed to be one of those questions that that 
an ordination candidate is asked that nobody's actually expected to have an answer for. Uh, okay. And yet but, you did. And yet but, you but, did. But this, was, but this was one of the things that I had to answer for my own faith. And it, but I went a step further, and I'm not. I'm going to reference it, but I'm not going to take you guys down that rabbit hole. Um, is that there's a, there's another aspect of this? So you know, we dealt with apparent age, uh, with that God could have just created things with the appearance of maturity. Um, we have the fact that t- time is relative to certain conditions, and those conditions may be a different locally than they are somewhere else the third one was is that we're actually finding out that the speed of light which we thought was a constant is actually slowing slowing down yeah i I read that somewhere it's slowing down and that as little as as little as two thousand years ago at the time of christ the speed of light could have been ten thousand times faster than what it is now and that was barry sutterfield that started collating that information back in 1976 wow um, and he's collating 300 years worth of measuring the speed of light, and it's it's kind of it's kind of fun. But then then you got to go. How in the world did they measure light 300 years ago? I was going to say that take they, a, that would take a really really big tape measure. They got you could say that you could say that uh, they were clever about it, but they did it. They um, did it. They were measuring the time frame of the transit of the moons of Jupiter uh-huh. um, from Earth at different times of year so either the earth was closer to or further away from and they would make comparisons between those two year by year and they found that the speed of light was actually changing it was slowing down hmm wow there were some criticisms of that but the criticisms actually fell flat and we ended up finding out no they were successfully doing it interesting and yet the word of the word of God stands sure, and that's what we end up finding yeah. out. Yes, after we've gone down the 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 long path with with Jim Nelson's overthinking everything. <laughs> How often does that happen? Daily, mm. minute by minute. Are you sure? It's a thing. Do you need to think about I'm that? I'm sorry. Do you think about? I'm that sorry. Tis true. Tis true. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a question for you. I'm going to change the subject a little bit here. Recently, California has experienced uh, one or two earthquakes. Have yes. you ever experienced an earthquake, Jim? I never have. No? What about you, Sarah? I actually have. Tell me about it briefly. We're, we're starting to run a little on time, but tell me about it. Uh, very quickly, um, it was like 3 a.m. in the morning, and it was about, I want to say seven years ago, maybe a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And this was in a small little town called Pingree Grove, Illinois actually, which was about mm, 35 minutes from my house. And uh, although it was a very minor earthquake, it was like a 3.5 on the Richter scale, I kind of woke up and I was sleeping at the time. And I'm like, uh, what's going on here? I'm like, ah, this is just a Did dream. it rattle your bed? This is just a dream or something like that. And I woke up even more so the next time and I'm like, Okay, yeah, something's wrong here. <laughs> okay, I'll go back to my question. Did it rattle your bed? Yes, it did. Okay, Sorry. All right. Nope, well, that's okay. I, Jim, I would be willing to bet that you've experienced an earthquake and didn't know it. You're probably right. Because um, I, I remember as a child, uh, my, not me, but my dad experienced one in his office. And mm. he said 
as I recall, that it felt like somebody, he was sitting at his desk, and he said it felt like somebody just picked up his desk off the ground, wiggled it a little bit, and set it right back down. Well, I thought, hmm. that's that's kind of a weird explanation for the experience. Back in 2000, oh, I'll say six, somewhere between 2006 and 2008, when I was a police chief in southeast Missouri, I had the exact same experience. There was an earthquake in Kentucky or Tennessee, and uh, all of a sudden I'm sitting at my desk, and the desk comes up off the ground. I feel the ground vibrating beneath my feet, the floor. The desk kind of wiggles left to right a little bit for about, it seemed like three seconds, but it was probably literally only a half a second. Of course, when you're experiencing a traumatic event, or I'll say traumatic because it's different, Um, like that time, your sense of time seems to change, even if it's just for a second or two. And I thought, well, that is the oddest thing. And uh, about a half an hour later, I was on patrol in the car, turned on the radio, and heard them discussing the earthquake that uh, either Kentucky or Tennessee had just been hit with. I I think uh, Paducah. Kentucky. It might have been Paducah. Gets a little, gets a few every now and then. Yeah, and it might have been Paducah that was hit with that one because Paducah wasn't very far from uh, my office in southeast Missouri. Uh, It was within the region, I'll say that. But uh, what would you, uh, what would you think? I mean, Jim, in our life, where we've lived and what we've experienced, uh, we're mentally not prepared for an earthquake. If one were to hit right now, on any scale, what would your first reaction be? I would probably be trying to get my head around what what's actually happening. I mean, if I'm sitting there and I'm feeling everything kind of rattle, um, right, and it's just kind of obvious, I I probably would be trying to find my way to some kind of a. Uh, a threshold or doorway. Yeah, don't they say you're supposed to stand in a doorway? That is yeah. exactly correct. And if not that, at least get under a heavy desk or something like that? Yeah, or if, I if, think... if I had the presence of mind to realize what I was dealing with, I... that's probably what I would do. You know where I'd want to be in an earthquake? Where? Best place to be. In Somewhere a, else? In an airplane. <laughs> yeah, I, that's my best choice, you know. And it didn't take me long to think about that either. It didn't. I, You know, I kind of thought about that for a while but anyway i guess i guess we can't have everything right no i uh, i hope to never experience one again i mean because even though it was small it was it was frightening well, it was i can't yeah. imagine living in a place that they like california western california where the thought of uh, the possibility of that probably happens on a very regular basis well, that and, you know, think about the people in Japan as well, who right. not only experience yeah, the tsunamis. Earth, yep. Yep. Hey. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, yeah, I'm a good guesser. I can read your mind. Oh. Uh-oh, I know what you're thinking now. I'm in trouble. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, anyway. Hey, and there it is. And there it is. So, um, I would like to thank everybody for listening to this episode. Uh, I'd also like to remind you that friendship is one of the wisest investments. It pays off short-term, long-term, and the rest of your life. Do a little investing today. Make yourself a good friend. Jim. Uh, I'm going to add one this week. You um, are? Please. I am. I, I mean, I, you got to stick with the original. Uh, please turn on your Amber Alerts. 
uh, the life that you save may be someone that you know and care about. But something that's come to my attention here recently uh, with some new friends that I've made is uh, please pray for the persecuted church in China. Ah, that is a good yeah. one. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Sarah? Uh, always wear your medic alert bracelets or necklaces. You know, the life you save is your own. Have a good weekend. Don't forget to check out our websites at fantastic, ourfantasticwebsite.com, vintagebiscuits.com, the Biscuits and Gravy Bunch on Facebook, and don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. You all have a wonderful day. 